Welcome back to Ranking Things. This was an episode I did right at the beginning of uh, quarantine, uh, March 17th. So I uh, recorded this uh, with Mike and we were, we were really discussing kind of the beginning of the shutdown. And uh, so you'll, you'll hear that because I think that's, again, interesting looking back how, how many things have changed since then. Um, Mike is a Uber driver who has completed, he says this in the podcast, he's completed 1,621 trips and I've, you know, maybe taken maybe 30, 40 Uber rides. So, uh, that's, that's the relation of our experience. And this is top five Uber tips from a driver and from a passenger. Uh, this is a, uh, super fun episode. Uh, really excited to share. Uh, this is the last one that I had recorded, um, uh, and then you know quarantine began, and as I've said on the other shows, I just lost my interest in uh, in doing this, and I, and I haven't it hasn't come back. So I don't know uh, uh, when the next ranking things episode will be. I'm going to go ahead and call this the finale of uh, season three. I mean, it's pretty silly to call it seasons. It's pretty silly to even have this show, but <laughs> here it is. Here is um, uh, the uh, ranking things. Top five Uber tips with Mike Nielsen. Welcome back to Ranking Things with Levi. I'm Levi. I'm very excited about this episode. Uh, we have Mike Nielsen back on the program. Welcome, Mike. Hey, Levi. How are you? I'm excited uh, to, that you're making your return after we did uh, we did Olympic sports before. Um, now we're doing top five Uber tips. So that's Uber, Lyft, Rideshare. And we're doing that because, Mike, you are an Uber driver, correct? I, I am, yes. So I have been driving for Uber uh, and Skip the Dishes and Uber Eats for the last three years. Mm-hmm. Um, so on my Uber profile, I have a 4.86 rating. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, it, says I am from, it says I am from Grimsby. Mm-hmm. And I have done, in three years, 1,621 trips. Holy moly. That's yeah. so many trips <laughs> in three years. So that's that's nine hundred. What about 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 a thousand days? I guess so. One point six a day. But uh, yeah. Well, before but before we get into this, I, I, before we uh, get really into the details here of your Uber, your illustrious Uber career, um, I do want to set the t- set the time here. So uh, the the uh, this is uh, an episode that we're going to use in season three. I'm recording season three over a longer time, and th- today is. March 17th, 2020, St. Patrick's Day. It's worth saying that because, uh, as you'll know when you listen to this episode, whenever it is, that we are really in the midst of the coronavirus kind of uh, frenzy. Um, just figure, you know, we, you and I spent about 15 minutes before we even pressed record, talking, you know, giving updating each other on what's going on, and it's a very serious thing, um, and it's really turning us upside down. And we're going to mention it. I'm sure we'll mention it a few times throughout the episode. Um, but I just wanted to put a timestamp on that because I'm sure things will be different by the time we uh, play the episode. So yeah, it's a, a very interesting time in the world in regards to this COVID-19. Um, I haven't done an Uber trip all week because of mm-hmm. kind of fears of, and we're getting into this probably later on of the whole social distancing. But there, there's a lot of fear out there about not knowing who might have this virus or not. Um, St. Patrick's Day is obviously a high day for drinking and potential Ubers. Um, I just had it on today just to see if anyone wanted a trip, and there was probably 
four or five that came through and I didn't take it. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm not sure, to be honest, when the next time I'd be, I'd feel comfortable picking up an Uber. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So we, 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 you know, we debated recording this, but I think it's worth, we've been wanting to do this for a while. And I think it's a, it's a kind of time where, it, you know, I, I, I want to take my mind off serious things and hopefully sharing this with people uh, will be a, a, you know, a blessing or a benefit to them just to be silly for a little while with us. So, um, but again, we know this is a very serious time and a serious thing, but uh, we're, we're taking a trip down the toy aisle of the store basically right now. Um, talking about this, but you know, it's a, I mean, I'm saying that, but I do want to just re- restate that your, your Uber resume is quite serious and 1600, 1600 trips in three years is nothing to, uh, to, uh, uh, bash your eyes at. Uh, you have another yeah. job though, right? You're not, you're not a full-time Uber driver. No, no, this is 1600 trips part-time. So I work right. in the health industry. Um, initially a friend of mine from work had been driving for a little while. She told me about it. Um, so I think I kind of hit Uber as it you know, kind of market as it was starting to head up and get very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it had been around for probably five or six years prior to when I started driving or maybe right. even longer. Um, and at the time, there was not that many drivers on the road as there are now. Okay. Now, you have a really hard time. If you kind of look at the number of trips I've taken, most of them have been over the last two years. The last year, it has really trickled off. Interesting. Um, and I think, you know, life circumstances as well takes you, you know, there's different times in life when you're maybe less or more busy. And uh, right. I think I definitely drove a lot more one or two years ago. Hmm. I just looked it up. Uh, Uber launched in Canada in 2012. Um, so you came, you would have come on, yeah, exactly five years after that. Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. Yeah, it's definitely a, a real uh, part of culture in the last 10 years, like the, you know, whatever these are, the, the, the teens. Um, it made a huge change. Uh, and I don't even, like, I, I live in the suburbs. All my Uber experience comes from business travel or, or that year that we lived downtown, my wife and I, when we lived in downtown L.A. So it's, um, that you know, but still, but on the other hand, I guess I still use it to get back to the suburbs sometimes or travel to the airport or whatever. So our, our construct here is we're going to do five, top five Uber tips. And we're doing this in a way where I am giving tips to you, the driver. So my top five tips for drivers and you're going to be giving tips to me, the passenger. So I think that's pretty fun. So um, we'll go five to one. Uh, did you have any trouble pulling that list together? Um, I mean, lot, no, it came pretty easy. Most of mine yeah. are going to revolve around hilarious stories um, right. that I've had driving. Um, mm-hmm. So I hope, as we said earlier, this is you know the lighter side of life, and hopefully mm-hmm. we can have a few good laughs and people can listen and enjoy themselves during this difficult time that we're all going through. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, do you have uh, any other, uh, any other thing off the top about your, uh, on your Uber resume before we get into the details here? No, I think we'll, 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 uh, we'll jump right in. You know, if there's, if there's something that, uh, you can ask along the way, by all means, I, you know, I, well, I guess how many trips to myself as STEM pro, a yeah, semi-pro. How many how many trips do you take a night? Or like, it, I guess it's, think of an average night. How many trips do you usually take? 
Well, going back to what I talked about before, you know, it's really changed the landscape of Uber over the last, you know, six months to a year. Just as an example, so New Year's Eve is probably one of the, the busiest times. I did drive this year. I didn't drive um, two years ago, but I drove it my first year. So this year, um, I don't know how many trips I did, but I made somewhere in the realm of, um, I think, $350 for the whole night, which wow. is quite high. That's okay? crazy. But yeah. two years ago, when I drove New Year's Eve, I made close to like a thousand dollars. Oh, jeez! It was in, it was insane. Yeah, it was nuts. It was something like eight hundred dollars. I think I, I pulled in in one night. Amazing, amazing. Um, and that's with so like, that's with like the the flex pricing or whatever when it's more expensive at certain times. Yeah, they call it surge pricing. Surge pricing. Um, right. So that night it surged all night and. In particular, one trip I did, it was like five minutes or maybe seven minutes, and I think I made close to eighty dollars off the trip because it was wow. like a four point something surge. It was insane. Yeah. Wow. But That's now crazy. this year, um, I don't know if just not as many people were out. Uh, I'm not sure, but there was definitely had been a lot more drivers, and it was not busy. I'll tell you that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, What's like your, uh, on an average night, what I what I would have done, you know, somewhere in the realm of fifteen to twenty. Now, if I mean, now if yeah. I wanted to do it, um, you know, I might get between five and ten, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's if you're going all night. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's get into it. What's uh, what's we'll do top five tips, five to one. What's your Number five tip for passengers on, on Uber. Okay, so my number five tip is to tip your Uber driver. Uh, oh, okay. I would say only about 20% of driver, or passengers actually tip their drivers. Right. Um, it's a lot higher actually on Uber Eats. I would say it's closer to like 60 to 80% of Interesting. Uber Eats passengers, I guess we'll call them, um, tip their driver. I don't know if that's because they feel that delivering food warrants you to give more. I, I'm not sure. Um, yeah. I have no idea the kind of psychology behind it, but it's weird that a lot of people just don't tip you and you're providing an excellent service. I feel like I'm providing great service to my clients. Um, you know, it can be whatever it might be, given trivia right. questions just shooting the breeze, getting to know the person, being quiet, giving your music away, whatever it is, but yet hardly any people tip. Pretty funny. So my... Um, I think... I mean, I tip... tip I, is, I tip... Go ahead. Your tip is to tip. Yeah, my tip is basically just to tip your driver. Right. See, I think the, the, the tipping thing comes down to, like, at its base, when you order delivery, like Pizza Delivery Boy, you, you're... It's like customary to tip, but then when you take a taxi, it's not. Does that make sense? Cause, but and that's like Uber is replacing the taxi ride in that case, and replacing replacing the the pizza boy in the other case. I think it's just like a random custom thing. But I do tip, by the way. I'm a good I'm a good person. I tip my that's Uber drivers unless it's unless you, I, unless the only reason I don't is if I feel unsafe when they're driving, which is like 
I feel like an alarming amount of times that happens to me. <laughs> um, my number five tip for Uber drivers is to have water bottles on in the car. I love when I see a water bottle. I'm always happy. Uh, I'm not a person who drinks enough water, and if I see a free water bottle, I'm like, well, like I'm, I'm silly not to drink this water bottle. I'm just sitting here. So I always am extremely pleased when I see a water bottle in my Uber. Do you keep water bottles so, in your Uber, Mike? No. You know, it's sort of a bait. It's like, well, I'm going to purchase all this water to give to my passengers, right. and there's going to be no investment of return. So, like, I don't know, it costs you $5 to have a whole thing of water, but what? how many people are actually going to tip for that? Um, you know, there's probably – you can see it both ways. and I, I don't know, uh, but I do not provide water to my clientele. Hmm. Well, so far I'm 0 for 1. Uh, what's, your, <laughs> what's your number four? All right, my number four is no matter who you are, talk to your Uber driver, even okay. if you are famous. <laughs> okay. So it, it depends. Like some people, and, and I'm in the same way sometimes, like I just want to get you to your destination and get out of there because you're just really either annoying or just not talkative. Um, you know, 20 to 30% of people just don't want to talk. Um, what I, the end of that statement, even if you're famous. So one particular time I picked up these three or four girls and I was driving them from Burlington to, or sorry, Hamilton to Burlington. And something just didn't seem right about these girls. Like it was just odd they were talking to themselves and I could just tell that they weren't, well, that they weren't from around the area. I was like, Oh, where are you guys from? Oh, we're from LA. Like, Oh, that's kind of cool. What are you here for? Oh, one of my friends that is here is a singer. Like, okay. Um, like she sings locally. Like, like what is she doing? Oh no, she's singing near that place that you picked us up. Okay. Um, there's like an arena near there. Like, is that it? Okay. Like, oh yeah, Cops Coliseum. Yeah, that's that's the place. I'm like, whoa, that's pretty big deal. Um, like, what what's happening there tonight? Oh well, she's opening for Maroon Five. Like, oh, what? Wow. This is weird. Like, well, like, what's your name? Well, my name's Tanish. Oh. I've never heard of this girl. Uh-huh. Have you heard of her? Uh. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I'm like I'm looking it up right now. But maybe I've heard of like one song. Right. She's done a bunch of stuff with like Justin Bieber and Drake, right. perhaps. Um and then she opened her for Maroon Five. But the point is she was just not like her friends were a little bit more talkative, but she's just sitting there oh, okay. ignoring the whole time. Cool. Like Yeah, exactly. And you're I don't know, who are you? Found it, Ten, yeah. Ten, ten, whatever, Tanishi, Tanish, Tanish. I guess you you're, you got it right because she said Tanish. That's fun. Yeah, I I, yeah, I, I, I worry I worry about that. My, you must get you must get big time a lot. I would say, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah I like, mean, again, again, you know, no matter who you are, doesn't matter if you're famous or not, you should be friendly when you're talking when you're with your Uber driver. Right. Um. I feel like I 
it depends on my mood when I'm driving. Sometimes I put headphones in, and and I might not even be listening to anything, but I just put headphones in because I don't want to talk to the driver. But then if I have my headphones out, I do want to talk. Does that make sense? So it's like I send mm-hmm. that signal. I send that signal. Yeah. By doing that. You. So it's like I I, open, I read the situation. Yeah, I'm open for I, I'm I open know for conversation where I'm not. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. My number four I just is hope that most people are. Right, yeah, because what else are you going to do? you going to sit, just sit there looking at your phone? Um, my number four is don't offer me fruit. So my number five was offer me a water <laughs> bottle. And my number four is an epic one. I was in New Orleans, and we got – it was me and a couple people, and we got an Uber back to where we were staying. And the guy came in a minivan because I think we had five people. Like it, it was an Uber, whatever, large, uh, larger XL. one. XL. XL, yeah. Now the minivan was fine, but then we get in the car and it was not nice inside. Like usually people keep their cars really clean in an Uber. And then he said, "Would you guys like an orange?" He had a like a grocery bag <laughs> full of oranges in between the, the driver seat and the passenger seat in the front. And he reached in and he said, "Do you guys want an orange?" And we were like, "No." He said, "All right." And then he started peeling the orange for himself. And I drove, like, continued to drive and eat an orange, which is not like the most safe thing. Um, but anyway, that was pretty wild. Right, driver. Yeah, and then and he it's um, very difficult. Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's easier to eat. Right, it's a two hands on top of the wheel kind of thing. Um, that he, you know, he gets, you know, and, he, and he's peeling and with his hands on top of the wheel and driving and stopping and going. You know, we ne- we never got in the freeway. We were moving too fast in New Orleans, but. Um, that would just crack me up as soon as we got out. I was just like, I can't believe that guy tried to offer us an orange. Um, so that was, I, I would say it's a bad idea. Like water bottles, good food, bad, basically, you know, just not necessary. Um, uh, absolutely. So. I have never yeah. offered someone food in uh, my evening. Don't worry. <laughs> What's your number three? All right. My number three is use multiple destination feature. Um, have you used this before or do you know what, no. how to use it? No. Yeah, so as a passenger, if you are going from point A to point B, but you have somewhere in between that you're going, you can put in multiple locations. So rather than saying to me, oh, turn down this street, I want to drop off my friend over here, or hey, can you go in to this other location before you get me to my final destination? You can put in multiple destination features into your uh, destination trips. Okay. I'm opening the app for my first time in this conversation. Now, I'm going to tell a story about multiple destinations. Okay. Uh, This actually has a point 3A. I I won't ruin the end of the story. So this one particular trip, I had picked up a gentleman, uh, pulled into his house, and he immediately comes out of the house smoking and takes about three or four drags, throws the cigarette on the ground, gets into my car. He looks very disheveled, um, disgusting beard, long hair, just everything about him seems really weird. He immediately gets on his phone. Hi, how are you? Good, okay. And says, I have a bunch of locations I need you to go to, and I need you to go fast. Oh boy. Okay. In my, in my head, I'm saying to myself, okay, well, I'm going to go as quick as I can, but I'm not going to be dangerous here. So we're going along, 
and the first location is a bank. Okay. Uh-huh. He's going to the bank or whatever, and then he's going to pick up money and then continue along. Very quickly, I realize what is about to happen in this trip. Okay. So we get to the bank. He gets out, comes back in, has some money. Then he continues along. Again, you need to go fast here. The next thing that happens is someone is calling him on his phone saying, where are you? Well, I'm at such and such location. But like we're five or ten minutes way behind that. Hangs up. A couple minutes later, where are you now? Oh, I'm at James Street, but we're at Queen Street. So, And this continues a couple of times on this trip. So we're heading to downtown Hamilton. And mm-hmm. downtown Hamilton is not the best of locations. So anyway, he's so blatant about what's going to happen. Because when you are taking someone in Uber, you are dropping them off at a geographic location. So he says, we're, when we get to the particular street that we're headed to, we're not going to a location. We're going to a person. So it's not the destination is on your right. The person is on the right. So he sees this individual on the side of the road and money goes out of the car and drugs come into the car. Oh, there you go. Boom. <laughs> yep. Um, so then we turn around or taking him back home and he says, I actually got to use the washroom. Can you drop me off at this Tim Hortons? Well, I know where the Tim Hortons is and uh, we're heading that way. And I'm like, he's not going to the washroom. He's going to do this drugs. I'm like, oh, this is such a terrible situation. What have I got myself into? Um, Of course, the Tim Hortons was closed. Couldn't get into that one. Oh, there's Mm -hmm. a great uh, restaurant. Oh, for the Tim Hortons, he said, there's a great Tim Hortons that has a washroom that has a lock on it. Like, this guy is so blatant about what he's about (laughs) to do. So we took him to this... uh, grocery store, drop them off. I immediately end the trip, contact Uber to say, listen, this guy is trying to take pick up drugs on the trip. This is not appropriate. Like, you've got to ban this guy. <laughs> not appropriate. So, is an understatement. No. <laughs> so, yes, you should absolutely use multiple destination feature on the Uber, but yeah. you should not pick up the <laughs> drugs by using your Uber driver. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, that's. I love. I love that you completely physically judged the person when when you first saw him walk out of their house, and then you were right. <laughs> like, oh yeah, oh, I'm like something guy. is about to happen. I don't know what, but this is not going to be good. Uh, mine is a um, also a blatant lead into a story, and when I say that, a really good feature that you should have in your car. This is my number three, is uh, fish bowls. It's pretty cool when there's an aquarium in your car. <laughs> It was an experience I had in uh, in Palm Springs uh, for work. Uh, me and a couple of my clients got in the car after dinner, and we're heading back to the hotel. And the, it, you, it was one that you could tell it was a, a party when you got there because they had lights, like an undercarriage light, lighting right. in the car. Yeah. And we opened the door and got in, and there was a lit-up aquarium, very small, like <laughs> like the size of a cereal box maybe, standing up in between the driver's seat and the, uh, and the passenger seat. It was hilarious. I just immediately I laughed and kept laughing the entire time home because, like, 
what is there an aquarium in the car? But it's it's such a funny thing because I was just like, well, I have to give this guy a five star rating, like you know, like it's like there's an aquarium in here. You know, it's just such a a flex, <laughs> I guess. You know, it's like it's so funny. Um, I never thought about it until I'm just thinking about it now. That would be really bad in an accident. Like imagine the aquarium goes flying. There's like fish <laughs> water everywhere. <laughs> so that was pretty good. Uh, um. But yes, that's that's my number three is uh, consider having an aquarium in your car. I guess you could stretch it out to like just you know some ridiculous feature, you know, ridiculous yet harmless feature. Right. So. <laughs> What's your uh, number two? Okay, so my number two is um, this has happened a couple close calls, uh, but one in particular that went very bad. So mm-hmm. my number two is. Don't throw up in your Uber trip. Oh, no. So, as I said, I've had a couple close calls. I had a couple mm-hmm. close calls at, on New Year's Eve this year, um, where one in particular, I kicked someone out of my car who was about to throw up and mm-hmm. said, like, sorry, buddy, we're done. Goodbye. Yeah. This trip is over. Um, but about two years ago, it was in the summer, it was um, – Actually, I wrote it down. It was um, Saturday, September 23rd. Um, okay. I had already made $264 for the night. I'm feeling, all right, I've done well. Um, the next day was going to be uh, Jose Batista's last Blue Jay game ever that I was going to. So I was dreaming of Jose Batista bat flips. Um, <laughs> at about 1.35 a.m., I picked up a trip um, in Jordan, Ontario, taking them to my hometown. Uh, so as a this is a good segue, as an Uber driver as well, I can set my destination of where I want to go. So if I'm heading home for the night or I'm going to work and I'm going fairly far away, I can have this destination feature on so that I can go to where I want to go. I so great. That, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm heading in that area. I'm, I might as well just pick this person up. So picked up a husband and wife and they were coming home from a wedding. And uh, so late at night, as I said, 135. Uh, so the total payout was $19 and 28 cents. Uh, just as we were about to get off the highway, so less than five minutes left in the trip, uh, the gentleman had rolled down his window in the back seat. And the wife says, uh, don't worry about him. He's just a little drunk. Okay. No problem. You know, I've driven many drunks, but no problem. <laughs> Then he puts his head out the window and Ralph no. out the window. Oh, boy. And I'm like, oh, no. So we kind of get off the highway, and I'm like, did you get any in the car? And he's like, I think a little bit. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so we get to his house, My and man. there's this puke all down the side of the car. And there's just a bunch of disgusting uh, miss in the back of the car. It's everywhere. Uh, so the wife immediately gives me like a $20 tip cash. I, I forget what it was. Um, and then she goes to the front door to get into the house and quickly realizes that she doesn't have her keys. They've oh. left them back at the hotel. So he has the audacity to ask me, can you drive me back to the hotel to get oh. my keys? Now, normally, I'm a pretty accommodating guy. Now, it's late at night, but you've thrown <laughs> up in my car. So I turn around and say to them, 
no, this is what's going to happen. I'm driving home. I'm cleaning up this puke as best I can. I'm reporting you to Uber, and you are going to be charged a $150 cleaning fee. Right. So let that be a lesson to those who are driving. Yeah. If you throw up in your car, it's going to cost you the yeah. $20 yeah. to $30 of your trip plus $150. So you're looking mm. potentially at a $200 trip. So just don't throw up in your Uber driver's car. Oh, man, that stinks so bad. Oh, Literally. and both. So, yeah, it's late September, and I mean, it's not as hot here as it would be in L.A., but it was a very particularly warm September. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The next day, driving the no, car was no, unbelievable. No. That's terrible. Oh. That's terrible. Like, head out the window the whole time. I think I would just burn the car, just burn it to the ground. <laughs> just, you know, it's over. My whole drive it off a cliff. Over. Yeah, drive off a cliff. Um, that's too bad. My... My number two is the most drinking-related story of myself for myself as well, um, and that is to let me sleep. So <laughs> I'm sleeping. So I left the I, I had a Christmas party just this last December actually, and took an Uber back to the train station, which is about 45 minutes away from where I started, which is very close to my house. And uh, and I'd had my limit of of drinks. I have like a limit a rule in my head, and then so I had had that limit. And it was time to go, and I was happy that I'd planned to take an Uber home because we left there about 10:30, which was very late for me. I'm a, I uh, generally go to bed pretty early nowadays, and um, uh, and immediately fell asleep, which I didn't. Obviously, you don't notice that, like you don't know that you're sleeping. <laughs> but, but I woke up, and it had been 45 minutes, and I was like, I was like, I slept. I just slept for like 45 minutes all the way back to my car, and then. The guy, I, I, I've wondered ever since, like, did he do anything to wake me up? Because I don't remember. I just remember him being like, all right, we're here. And I, like, basically got out. Well, um, how long was the trip? 45 minutes. Like, I'm oh, saying, I mean, like, I got in the car and fell asleep, like, right away. <laughs> like, and, um, so it's not, like, it's not like he just, like, waited for you for, like, no. No, 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 no. He drove drive he, and then waited. <laughs> just ran the ran the tab up. No, no, no. He <laughs> he uh, he took me to my car and let me out. I just thought it was actually kind of cool of him to be like, well, whatever. I guess I don't have to talk to this guy. You know, just like, and I just slept the whole way home basically. Um, so that was that was good of him. I, I, I you know another five star rating for that guy for letting me sleep. You know, that was good. That actually reminds me of another funny story about someone fell asleep one time. I've had a couple of times, but this one is hilarious. So a guy gets in, this happens a lot. A guy gets into your car and says, can you drive me as quick as I can? I'm like, all right. Yeah. And then we're, we're going and he falls asleep. And I'm like, this is so weird. So he says How stressed me, are you? <laughs> yeah. This is the weird thing about it. He, so he's going to work and he immediately falls asleep. And then what happens is, he put the destination like at the back of where he was going to. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're just going to a destination kind of like a GPS. So I don't really know where you're going in particular. So I'm trying to like find where this is going. He's asleep. He can't help. Me. I'm not going to wake this guy up. I'm letting you sleep. And then I'm like, I don't know where I'm going, buddy here. Like you got to help me out here. So finally figure out where he's going, where I have to go. And now I'm, and I'm sweating a little bit like, oh, crap, this guy's going to be late for work. 
his boss calls him on the phone. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm on the bus, and uh, we're just running a little bit late. And then we pull in the parking lot, and I'm thinking, oh, crap, like, this guy's done for. And, you know, classic millennial, he's like, ah, who cares? I'll be fine. There's my bus. I'm actually earlier than I would have been. (laughs) Like, okay. Apparently he doesn't care too much. That's funny. Uh, that was my that was my number two. What is your number one tip for Uber riders? Okay, my number one trip tip is for the drivers to be respectful of your Uber driver, but have a good time. Okay. Um, similar to what you were talking about, kind of like the fishbowl things. Mm-hmm. Like when you're often you're going out, you're going out because you're drinking or you're on vacation, and so you know people. You know, it's a fun time. I drive because I want to make, you know, part of it is I want to make a little bit more extra money on the side. But it's fun to meet people. It's fun to talk. It's I create, you know, fun stories. Um, I've people have given me pizza. Um, one particular story, I picked up these girls one time when uh, late night, uh, you know, heading to the bar, and you know, kind of be like a father figure to them and give them life advice. And these girls just thought it was hilarious. Um, they ended up accidentally because the one girl was so drunk, left her mm-hmm. phone in the car. They called the phone. I'm like, what is this buzzing in the back? So I found this phone. They're like, can you come back and get me the phone? So I brought it back and it just realized that like your drivers out there, they're definitely underpaid. They're working really late nights. They put up with a whole lot of crap. Just be respectful to them and enjoy mm. yourself and enjoy the ride. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's all, it all sounds reasonable. Yeah, just uh, don't be like, don't ignore them as a person, basically. Right. Um, yeah, and you're not. It's not like you're having the worst day of your life or anything. It's good. Um, my number one is to know where the airport is. <laughs> so, because I have a story, I feel like it's your most basic job. Like, Uber, do you do you ever go to the, the airport or no? Do you drive not ever not the airport? Oh yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Because where I live, like it's pretty far from the airport. But I've probably right. done, you know, fifteen trips out to the yeah. airport from here. Yeah. So Jess and I were going to the airport one time, and our, we actually were driving in our car, and then our car actually broke down. Um, thankfully, okay. we had thankfully we had planned on going to dinner before. There's a restaurant that we liked near the airport, and our flight was at like 10 or something, so we were driving over. It's like I don't know 5 p.m., and so we went straight to a dealership. It, it, it didn't break down, but it was having a very major problem. So like we were able to drive it. Thankfully, drove straight to the dealership uh, that was nearby. And then, but they were closed. We got like got there at six, and dropped our keys, and then got an Uber to the restaurant. We actually still had time because it was like six. Our flight wasn't until midnight. Something like that. We had a crazy amount of time. And uh, wait, I gotta get. I actually gotta get this right. It, it, our flight was at eleven. Okay, it was at eleven. But we get to dinner, and then you know, and, and time is kind of tight now because we we it took us you know a half an hour longer to get to dinner. And we get to dinner, and then we say, okay, then we're finished dinner. Now we're going to take an Uber to the airport. And the guy didn't 
well, he, he put it in his GPS but had never been to the airport before. It was maybe my fault for what? finding out. Like, like he had, he had like five reviews and had must have just started like that week, and oh, okay. had never been to the airport, so missed like two really important turns like in a row, and actually delayed us to the point where we were flying international. We were flying to Mexico, and we tried to check in 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 under an hour and were unable to because we're flying international. You have to check in with at least an hour. All right. because of all because of this Uber driver. Like not all because like maybe we could have left dinner even earlier, but like we were we were going right. to Mexico. We were actually going to Mexico just for the weekend. Like we weren't even checking a bag. It was a carry on thing. It was a few years ago, but I never. It's it's literally one of the angriest times I've been in my life. But really, actually at the at the check in agent because we like we were actually trying to check in with like 58 minutes to go, and they wouldn't let us. They're like the system is locked. Like it's impossible for us to check you in because it's inside wow. an hour. You know, and it was just like that's preposterous like we're not checking a bag we have to walk through security and get to the plane like that's what we have to do and but but it wouldn't have been a problem because so because we're like just that two minutes late like that six or seven eight minutes that we lost to the uber driver was like very painful in my memory yeah the, the things that i going through my head are too like first of all it's not like you're going to like a random restaurant that you've never been in your entire life that you have no idea where it is. Like everyone should know where the major airport is in your town or city. And you're using a GPS. Follow yeah, yeah, yeah. the GPS. Right. Like just follow the rules. Yeah, not hard. A genius. Right. Yeah. Really brutal. Um, wow. Yeah. That was, that was unhappy. Um, so yeah, that was my number one tip I would say for drivers. Like, just maybe just go to the airport and drive around for a while, or like work the airport first, because you know it's just probably the most important thing that you're gonna do. You know, so, mm-hmm. so I just don't get it. Especially so, when there's a time crunch. Right. Right. If so, you're yeah. five minutes late to your party, oh well. If you're five yeah. minutes late to your flight, big deal. Big deal. Big deal. Um, what was your uh, top five? Five to one. Five? <laughs> okay. Five to one. So my. Five to one was tip your Uber driver. No matter who you are, talk to your Uber driver, even if you're famous. Mm-hmm. Use the multiple destination feature. And 3A was don't pick up drugs using your Uber driver. <laughs> don't throw up in your Uber. Mm-hmm. And be mm-hmm. respectful to your Uber driver and have a good time. Good. Mine was uh, have water bottles. Uh, or don't have fruit. Don't offer me fruit is number four. Three was fish bowls are cool. Uh, two is if I'm sleeping, let me sleep. And one is know where the airport is. That's my top five tips for uh, for the for the Uber driver. You had uh, you said you had a lightning round. You have five other quick tips for us. Yeah, I have five other quick tips that I thought about, um, and I'm sure some of them are like, yeah, you know what, you're right. Um, so number five. Don't take over my music. Just there's a lot of guys that like to like to crank up the music and play their own things. Don't slam my door. You wouldn't imagine how many people get out of your Uber and just like mm. slam the door as hard Crush as they the can. Mm. Yeah. Don't smoke in my Uber. Oh, I don't want to smell that. <laughs> um, don't eat or drink in my Uber unless oh, you okay. ask. If you ask, oh, I okay. might say yes. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and don't be late for your Uber. So, like, you oh, order it yeah. and you're waiting in the house, waiting in the house. It's like, come on. About 
two years ago or so, Uber did start a thing where if you're not out to your car or starting the trip, sorry, um, within a minute and a half, they'll start, they'll charge you a wait time. Mm-hmm. So that's at least good. That, like, I feel like you can make a little bit of money on waiting for people, but still right. it's not really penny. So yeah, don't yeah. be late for Uber. Just get out there. Mm-hmm. That's good. Those are all, yeah, those are all good tips just generally. Um, well, cool. Got any other any other Uber related things before we get to the other topics? I, I will tell my uh, it's kind of, you know sort of like if you want to have some interesting stories. My longest trip ever mm. um, was actually right before New Year's Eve a couple of years ago. Uh, I was down uh, downtown Niagara Falls and it was like dead. I'm like, oh, this is so annoying. I drove all the way down here and I'm doing nothing. And then Uber tells you an um, interesting fact that if a trip is going to be 45 minutes or more, but that's hardly happened. Like in this, of the 1600 trips that I've had, I've probably, it's come up, you know, maybe 30 times. And, you know, there's probably a bunch that I haven't taken. So it's pretty rare. So pick up the, these uh, people uh, just off Clifton Hill, which is like right downtown uh, Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. And then start the trip. <laughs> I'm like, holy crap! They are going from downtown Niagara Falls to downtown Toronto. Oh wow! That is 128 kilometers. I don't know what that is in miles conversion very quickly, uh, but yeah. like probably 70. Yeah, 70, 80 miles. Yeah, 70, 80 miles. Um, an hour and a half. It was an hour and 26 minutes. And halfway through the trip, I ran out of windshield washer fluid. And I'm trying to clean my car and get them safely there. I'm like, oh, this is not going well for me right now. Yeah, that's bad. Luckily, uh, we all arrived safely and made uh, $152 off the trip. Wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, what sort of planning gets you to that point, you know, like, or lack thereof? That's weird. Well, they were actually on vacation. Um, okay. So they were staying in Toronto, and they wanted to go to Niagara Falls. So I guess they would have taken an Uber earlier in the day, and then they were just getting yeah. their way back. So it was yeah, yeah. pretty legitimate I mean, like, reason for yeah, yeah. But I mean, like renting a you could just rent a car for the day for cheaper than that, probably. I guess the movie they can't. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, because you're going both ways. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. Who knows? But it's kind That's of fun. They, they didn't really talk too much. Yeah, it's a long trip. Yeah. Um, what are you eating lately? Um, I've actually been eating uh, very low carbs uh, diet okay. lately. Um, I guess semi keto in a way. Uh, I've been reading a lot about it, about the health benefits of not eating a whole lot of carbs. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not like a very overweight person, but I have lost a little bit of weight from it, mm-hmm. and. Um, I feel a lot better. Um, I don't hurt like joint wise a whole lot. Um, no. The only thing I do eat like more hard, higher carbs is I do have porridge in the morning, which is pretty high in carbs. Uh, but right. other than that, I very low uh, carbohydrates uh, the rest of the day. Yeah, it's interesting. I've noticed the same thing when I when I do go through periods of limiting my diet of carbs. It's like the uh, um, 
I guess like you know, less bloating, like you're saying, less kind of headaches or pains. It's kind of a it's it's not mm-hmm. like there's not only just like weight loss benefits to it. Um, yeah, and I, I def- there's some research out there that talks about how it actually is really good for uh, inflammation and right diseases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I am eating uh, uh, frozen food. So basically, because of the coronavirus, we did a we did like a real proper stock up last weekend, and like the freezer is packed full. But actually, I, I, I said I'm eating frozen food, but I just remembered a much better story. Uh, on so on Saturday, I went shopping, and we went to the Indian grocery store to get rice and lentils because we we do cook a lot with rice and lentils, and um, the lentils were like completely sold out. Like it was, it was, it was like every picture you've seen on the news. Like, like there was bags oh, of yeah. rice still. So I got like a big, like twenty-pound bag of rice. But then the lentil section was just empty, and I didn't, and I, I just didn't, I didn't know for sure. So like, I, you know, when I'm checking out, I got a couple of things. I'm checking. I said, so it looks like you're out of lentils. Is that true? Are there any lentils? She said, she said, oh no no, lentils are like toilet paper. They're gone. <laughs> the lentils are like toilet paper just killed me like lentils are like toilet paper they're gone they're gone I'm like, okay so she that was pretty funny i had no idea that lentils were like toilet paper so um but yeah so uh yeah just eating i, I wonder like when we're going to go to the store next i mean the stores are still open that's what's funny we totally fell into the fell into the uh you know social pressure to stock up on food and like markets are totally well, just still open Right. It's it's not a bad idea though to stock up and then you don't have to go for a right. while. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. To, to socially distance yourself to the yeah, general public. You probably not have to go for like I usually go once a week. Um, right. But I probably won't have to go for like two potentially. Right. Just the way yeah. I kind of stocked up last week. Yeah, that's the goal. Uh what's your hot sports take? Well, there's not many sports going on right now uh, in the world. So, um, you know, you could dig really deep and talk about how Jason Pominville has been lighting up his uh, rec hockey league in Buffalo, New York. Uh, but uh, the the French Open actually just announced today that they have decided to postpone their event. Um, they'll be coming up in May. Um they have decided to move to late September into October, which if you look at the calendar, it's pretty much a week or so, um, maybe a little more, after the U.S. Open. So Hmm. there's just a lot of uncertainty about what is going to happen with sporting events right now. Will, when is Major League Baseball going to start? Will there be an NHL or NBA finals this year? Right. Um, Just the other tennis events, golf, etc. So who knows? But um, will the Olympics run? But it's really it's interesting that the French Open just said, you know, we're we're going to move our event and just come to our event afterwards. And who who not really taking into consideration too much of the uh, the overall schedule? Yeah, Yeah, straight competition. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy. uh, It's going to be a crazy. Calendar. I mean, you know, if 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 it all depends, it's impossible to tell about sports. But but whenever whenever they start again, I think there might be a lot of competition for for eyeballs on the TVs. Um, Mm -hmm. My hot sports my hot sports take is the only thing going, which is the NFL right now. Is the NFL free agency, 
And Tom Brady just announced today that he is leaving the Patriots, and it looks like he's going to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, but my my hot take is Tom Brady is overrated. I think when you, he's I just totally subscribe to the idea that he is a system quarterback. Like he was with he's he was the quarterback for the greatest coach of all time for 20 years. That's how he won six Super Bowls. He is good, not great. So that's my that's my hot take. I just I just think there is not I I I'm not, I guess I've watched a, a bunch of football in my days. I'm not like the most avid NFL fan ever or um, anything like that. But he just I don't have any memories, and I don't think you can even find any great plays like compared to his compatriots like other some of the other greats of all time um he's just not like sparkling by any strength so i'm saying if you put drew Brees or in his shoes you know it's six or more super bowls that's what i'm saying so that's not how take here here was my uh <clears throat> michael scott office moment of uh tom brady today hmm. um you know if if this was happening and i'm sure you've remember this episode when uh, Michael ran over Meredith. Man, what a day, huh? How could this get any worse? First the coronavirus, and then the state of emergency, and then Brady? Oh, that's three <laughs> things. I tell you what's going on here. This office is cursed, and we need to do something about it. Yeah, that, that was what it was like. It just, I can't imagine for uh, people in Boston, they um, and Tom Brady... Tom Brady leaves in the same day, and St. Patrick's Day is canceled, basically. So, right. Uh, <laughs> like, and the entire world is crumbling around us with this coronavirus. Yeah, yeah it's the actual apocalypse. Uh, <laughs> um, and your savior is left. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have anything for Parent Corner? I do not. As a non-parent, uh, I'll let you take this no. one. Uh, I... Uh, had a funny discovery kind of realization that maybe I'm a tiger parent. Uh, like I put a lot of pressure on her sometimes on Pippa. A so tiger like, parent? So a ti- that's actually not even – so that's that's not a fair comparison. A tiger parent is, a, um, is actually an Asian parent who puts a lot of pressure on their children to succeed. And oh, okay. I – and whenever I'm hanging out with Pippa, I'm like always pushing her to like, like we're reading a book, and I'm like, now what what color dress is that lady wearing? And then she like won't answer, and I'll be like, it's yellow. It's a yellow dress. <laughs> I need to so just just like she gets on me, she's like she's like not two, like it's, she's not even two years old, and I'm like like expressing disappointment sometimes in my tone that she didn't know the color of the dress. So. I've, it was a surprising realization recently that I might I didn't expect it coming from me that I might be a I might have my uh my pressure uh out of whack for uh, for Pippa. Interesting. So anyways, I I need to consider my ways. Um we uh we we talked about this ahead of time but we're we're both going to be plugging uh social distancing. So that's what we'd like to plug. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So I I can't fully um social distance as much as I would like to because of the job that I do. So I do work in healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a manager of a, an assisted living residence. So I need to be on site with my clients and our other staff members. So I can't as much social distance, but pretty much all I see is my staff and clients. And that is it since about 
Saturday. Um, the concept of social distancing is that um, basically we have no cure. We have no antidote for the virus. The virus will stop but if it does not have any more hosts. So if you can socially isolate yourself, that the phrase is flatten the, cur- the curve, you will slow the disease or the virus from spreading any further. You know, you can do right. it on an individual basis and be very successful. But I think yeah, yeah. what the important lesson is that it's not just you, it's not just me. We're not doing this to help ourselves. We're doing this to help older adults and we are doing this to help the general society but the general society also needs to get on board with this and also socially distance themselves yeah and this includes every aspect of life as much as we can i know it's obviously right. not you can't in some cases do it with the work that you do or needing yeah, to yeah. go out and um, get food go to the grocery store and get um Go, go to a pharmacy, but in terms of like entertainment or shopping, um, even you know um, spiritual um, Event, corners, yeah. going to church and things. Uh, you know, we live in a world where we can have tools of technology like calling in, um, and working remotely from work at home, etc. So we couldn't do that something like this 50 years ago, but we can do it today with the technology that we have. So those who are hearing this podcast, um, if this is still going on while the COVID-19 crisis is still happening, please the socially distance yourself from those around you and help those that aren't sick to not get sick. So we can put an end to this crisis. Yeah. Yeah, there's an interesting thing I read. It's the, the the reason we're doing social distancing is because we don't have enough tests. Like, if you could test everybody cheaply and quickly and accurately, um, it's like if I could take a test right now, then I could say, I've been tested, I can go outside, right? I don't have it. I'm not carrying it. Because that's, that's, that's what the fear is, is that young, healthy people um, may never show symptoms or, or their symptoms are incredibly light, they're not noticeable, or, or there right. are... Or um, even younger people, like kids, never show symptoms. It's looking like, um, but they can you can carry it for like two weeks. So if you know you don't have it, then you don't need to be afraid to to like to separate yourself. But we don't know. Nobody knows. That's the whole thing. Like I can't go visit my grandparents right now because I don't know if I have it, and I don't want to be the one that carries it to them. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it, it, but it, it takes just, probably five to seven days for you actually to have your first symptoms after right, coming right. in contact so, with that individual. That to, that to me is interesting about it's it's not we're doing this because this, you know, yes, this disease is big and scary, but the real issue is we just don't have the equipment to test it, right? That's why mm-hmm. we're social distancing because, yes, if you knew you didn't have it, then you wouldn't need to social distance yourself, but you don't know, right? Um, then, uh and then the other thing is, yeah, the, and, the idea of flat, flattening the curve. Like, if if we did all, if we were all running around going to concerts and sporting events and all that, then we would just very quickly overburden the medical system, which is what happened in Italy. I mean, some of the stories read in Italy mm-hmm. are incredible. People couldn't get into the hospitals, and were just dying because there was no space at the hospital. Which is heartbreaking. Right. 
so there, there's two terms going on right now. So the one is social distancing. So like those are the practices that you and I are trying to preach um, to the general crowd. The other thing is social isolation. So mm-hmm. if you are in a group that you potentially have come in contact with someone who has it, you need to socially, or sorry, you need to isolate yourself because you may have come in contact or been around people who did have contact. So as an example, someone from work, their boyfriend had gone down to Vegas. Vegas is a hot area right now. They needed to isolate themselves from work for 14 days until it has been resolved that they do not actually have coronavirus. Mm. Yeah. Crazy. So that's what, yeah, that's what we're doing. But anyways, I hope, uh, Hope everybody enjoyed this uh, podcast and hope these tips come to mind. And uh, it's great to talk to you, Mike. Thanks for your time. You too, Levi. Really